This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. We are returning to the Jalen Phillips chapter of our nursery book club. And a big reason we wanted to do this book club is just one final opportunity to really soak in all the information we received throughout the 2022 season. Despite the fact these guys play, you know, 17 games a season without the playoffs, doesn't mean like you you forget stuff. It goes in one ear and out the other. So we love to do this book club. It's a way for people to maybe better understand, maybe a different way to get excited about what a player can accomplish. Um, As I mentioned it, we did Jalen Phillips last year. This is our first repeat uh, book club members. So Josh, we had a very interesting pod last year and and I have one question I know you hate when I put you on the spot but this one this is more about retribution for me so what you're trying to do here is give me some retribution my question to bring up to start the Jalen Phillips book club 2.0 is who sings the safety dance I I have no idea I have no idea I got it (laughs) I got it who sings the safety dance I'm I'm not even sure I know what you're talking about is that is that bad you can dance if you want to you can bring it I don't, I don't even know now. It's men with hats, baby. Men, I, and I said the village people. And, and I remember Wayne called us out because he just gave me the That's Michael right. Scott face. That's so right. Why did you say that? See, I still don't know. I still have no idea. <laughs> that Guys, I, I suggest go back and check that out because I think we learned a lot about Jalen Phillips. And let's start this talk about what the Miami Dolphins got out of college when you talk about someone like Jalen Phillips. This is someone who it really took him a few years to find his identity. He had a lot of bad luck. He started at UCLA. He ran into some concussion issues. One of the concussions even included when he was driving a electric scooter and he got hit by a car. So he even retired from football while at UCLA, and then he decided to come back. He enrolled at the University of Miami, and he just hit the ground running. I mean, it is so incredible that he could just go try to plug himself back into football, and instantly, boom, the number 18 pick in the 2021 NFL draft. So when you guys think of the prospect of Jalen Phillips, considering that we're three years off of Charles here, Harris, we're a decade off of Deion Jordan. What were your opinions? What were your thoughts when the Dolphins took someone who I hate to use the saying, but was a little injury prone uh, coming out of college. So, so initially I was actually very excited for the pick, especially when you saw all the analysts kind of talk about, Oh, he's the best pass rusher in the draft. You know, you talk about the injury history that's significant. Those are, those were real concerns and the Dolphins kind of took a leap of faith by drafting Jalen Phillips where they did. I remember at the time, the discourse was, you have to go out there and get yourself a Najee Harris. That was the guy everybody wanted with that selection. Running back Najee Harris out of Alabama, you know, pair him with Tua, uh, you know, get in here and that'll fix this offense. Well, I mean, if you kind of take a look at Najee Harris's stats since joining the Pittsburgh Steelers, he has a pretty poor yards per carry average. You know, he... 
he gets his first downs, he gets his yards, he gets his touchdowns, but that's because they're kind of force feeding him the ball. They don't really have much else on offense considering who their quarterback is right now. Kenny Pickett, a rookie last year. And then, yeah, even before that, that, you know, a shell of, of what Ben Roethlisberger used to be. Uh, but, but as far as uh, his efficiency and his effectiveness per, per tote, Najee Harris is pretty average, pretty middle of the pack. And after two years of watching Jalen Phillips do what he's done since entering the league, you can say with, you know, a a high amount of confidence that Jalen Phillips has had significantly more success as an edge rusher for the Dolphins than Najee Harris has had as a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, you can get caught up in the numbers and the touchdowns and this, that, and the other, and the fantasy football and the yada, 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 yada. But the fact of the matter remains that the running back position is not that important in the NFL, at least in the eyes of GMs, uh, even head coaches to an extent. Uh, Let's take a look at what's going on in the NFL right now. Running backs are having to jump on emergency Zoom calls to talk about how... That's called uh, a podcast. Yeah, maybe they're on StreamYard, just like we are. Uh, You know, they're, they're... talking about the state of the running back position in today's game and how they're the only position that's actually the franchise tag number has gone down in the last five years where every other franchise tag number has skyrocketed since then, you know, while the cap has been raised Uh, edge rusher, a far more important position in the national football league. And Jalen Phillips, in my opinion, has had more success as an edge rusher and, and more impact on on games than Najee Harris has had as a running back. So going back to the time when he was drafted, I'm a guy who prefers defense anyways. I played uh, high school football. I, I played defense. I was a linebacker in high school. So I've always had an affinity for that side of the football. And I'm also a guy who subscribes to the notion that you don't draft running backs in the first round uh, because you use them up four or five years and then they're gone. So I think we can get a... a, a a more solid, a, a longer career out of Jalen Phillips than we would have Najee Harris. So I fully supported the pick then. And, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I fully support that pick now, a couple years after the fact. How about you, Josh? Josh, one How thing about... that I think was interesting is that going did, back to last year. Josh, I want to, I'm even going to tee you up because I know it lagged a little bit there. The one thing that I think is really interesting going back to our podcast last year uh, was that you even said it, man. You said that Jalen Phillips, if I had to pick, he is the number one defensive end, the number one pass rusher in this entire class. And it's interesting because this is a unique situation where it's two former Hurricanes. Greg Rousseau was that other guy. We see him, um, I think he... Some, I think he's like an 87 in Madden, something a little ridiculous like that. But when you look at the two, I kind of agree that I think after seeing everything unfold, despite the question marks, Jalen Phillips was the right pick. So, Josh, what did you say watching that film back in the day? Yeah, I think I was kind of on Merrick. Like what Merrick was saying, a lot of Dolphins Twitter was sitting there posting pictures of, you know, all three of the Alabama guys. That's who the Dolphins need to draft. You know, everyone wanted Najee Harris at the time. And then I think I finally started to watch the film. And I'll be the first one to admit I have – what, two kids at the time, now I have a third one. I do not get to watch nearly as much film as I once did. And even then I was an amateur. But when you saw Jalen Phillips, I mean, he was just, I mean, he was a beast. I think in the last one, and I probably crowned him way too early. I think we were already talking about hanging his uh, Oh, you said Jason Taylor. Yeah, I said Jason Jason Taylor. And I mean, 
Um, yeah, maybe I, I guess I jumped the gun a little bit there, but I mean, you can see what I'm t saying, right? He has the speed, he has the, the power, he can do a little bit of everything. You know, he jumps inside and guards just cannot touch him. So um, the more tape I watched, the more I started to fall in love with the player. And, you know, everyone had their own prospect, their edge rusher they liked. I think Quiddy Pay was another one that a lot of fans mm -hmm. were into heading into that draft. And I just felt like if Jalen Phillips was there, you know, Michael Parsons was another one that, you know, we can be honest, he's, he's an absolute stud. But Jalen Phillips, man, is just – uh, he's my I talk about it all the time he's my favorite player and I feel dirty coming on here and doing another book club and you know hyping him up again because I feel like that's all I've done since he's been drafted but I feel he's that good of a player and what we saw him do from year one as a rookie you know started five games five of 17 games 42 tackles eight and a half sacks the 16 quarterback hits he just took his game to an entirely new level last season so um, you can see why the Dolphins drafted him. I can understand what you're saying with the concerns about the concussions. I think that was, you know, more to do with was it UCLA's, you know, protocol and things like that. Then when he transferred to Miami, he even started, I think he started a major in music, right? Didn't he become like a, yeah. a music major before he went out there and had balled out and got drafted? So I love the pick. Again, favorite player on the roster. And I'm excited what he can do this season with Vic Fangio. Yeah, he plays the kazoo. No, I don't think that's true. I, think I was going to say, up. I was going to say, I have no idea. That, that's some deep, deep research. Edging Christian style, right, Josh? Uh, real quick, I looked it up. Greg Rousseau in two seasons has a total of 12 sacks, while Jalen Phillips has a total of 15 and a half. So, yes, Dolphins were right. So his eight and a half sacks as a rookie, that's actually a Dolphins record too. So I think that's where we, we really started to crown it. Um, the concern, and this is a very loose use of the word concern, but all of Jalen Phillips' production as a rookie, it came like the final uh, – no, it was like a stretch. I know the Giants was a big game. There was four games in a row where Phillips really broke out. I think he had like five of his four, eight and a half sacks across three games. So I think, Josh, last year when we were talking about the book club, the question was, can he dominate against good teams? And I want to ask you guys, I think we're already in a situation just the way we're talking about him and just what we've seen – where I think we can kind of say he's lived up to the 18th overall pick in the draft. Obviously, you expect more. But I think we can safely say it was the right pick. We're getting production. We're getting top-tier production that you should get out of a first-round pick. But I want to ask you guys this. Can he exceed the expectations of being the you know 18th overall pick in the draft? You go back to the uh, TJ Watt year, how everyone passed up on him. He was in the 20s, something like that. Does Jalen Phillips have that next level where it's no longer just like a pat on the back, good pick? It's wow, there are 17, I guess 16 because the Dolphins drafted twice, 16 really clueless teams that really missed out on someone like Jalen Phillips for his just physical traits, even though he hasn't played a lot of football at the time. Yeah, and I think those teams missed out because of those injury uh, issues, you know? I Absolutely. think I think it scared some people away. If he doesn't have those injury issues, you're, you're probably talking a top 10 pick, and with the way edge rushers are valued nowadays, you could have been looking at top five in that draft without those concussion issues. So thankfully he he's uh, stayed relatively injury free during his time with the Miami dolphins. But I do think he has room to grow into an even better player than he has already shown to be. Let me do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit that Cardinal sin. Let me bring up some pro football focus numbers for all of our PFF lovers and haters out there. Uh, Jalen Phillips rookie year, 2021. He had an overall grade grade of 53 0.7. So not great. Actually, not a great year, even though he had eight and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss, 26 QB pressures, overall grade 53.7, 61.3 pass rush, 44.8 run defense in his rookie year, 2021. In 2022, his stats, his hard stats were actually down a little bit. 
eight and a half sacks rookie year, seven sacks last year, nine tackles for loss his rookie year, eight tackles for loss last last year, where he did in improve his numbers last year. He had 10 more QB pressures. He had 36 QB pressures as opposed to 26 as a rookie. However, his PFF grade went from a 53.7 overall his rookie year to an 88.8 in his sophomore campaign. His pass rush went from a 61.3 to a 90.1, one of the the top five graded edge rushers on PFF last year. Number five, Jalen Phillips. His run defense went from a 44.8 to a 74.8. We're talking a 30-point increase you know, and I know people, you know, they say whatever they want to say about PFF. That's a pretty wide margin there. That's a 30-point increase on the run defense and almost uh, a 30-point increase in the pass rush grade as well. They might mess up here and there at PFF, but with those numbers being as large as they are, like that 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 illustrates what a giant leap Jalen Phillips took from his sophomore season as compared to his rookie season. And now he's going into his third year under Vic Fangio, a full off season with Bradley Chubb on the other side of him, a full off season in that scheme, a full off season with Jalen Ramsey, Manning, one corner spot, a healthy Xavier Howard Manning, another corner spot, having solid lockdown corners is going to help those pass rushers get to the quarterback more often and increase those hard stats, those sacks, those tackle for losses, those, those uh, QB pressures. I think Jalen Phillips is in for a massive third season here in the NFL. Uh, and I think you're going to be talking contract extension before, you know, before it's all said and done. And, and he might be looking at a huge, huge raise after this upcoming year. Josh, I got a question for you, if you don't mind. Um, you were just on with Ross Tucker. You did an absolutely fantastic job. He played in the in the early 2000s. I think he might have retired in 2008. And think about someone like Jalen Phillips, especially his rookie season. You saw someone who stays and plays against mobile quarterbacks. You saw a three-down player. You saw someone who wasn't afraid to play inside and really try some stunts, try to create some open space. Ross Tucker defined Jason Taylor as wiry. And I thought that was such a great, great description for not only Jason Taylor, but correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of think that's where the Jalen Phillips-Jason Taylor connect comes from. They just seem like such wiry, long, and, and bodies that can just move anyone around the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he even said he tried to like hit the hell out of Jason Taylor and he just was too quick to do that. And he still had the power. And that's kind of, I guess, where I probably crowned him a little bit early and said that that was, um, you know, his comparison. But I think what gets us to get us all excited, right, is the fact that Phillips in that first season, you know, he realized that he wanted to, he said it himself, you know, he felt bad when he had to come off the field because he was letting his teammates down. And that second season, he wasn't going to He's going to work to, you know, get better against the run, which like Merrick threw out the numbers there. I mean, again, take PFF for what it's worth, grain of salt, compare it with other things, whatever it might be. But when you watch the tape, he was absolutely better against the run than he was his first season. He was not coming off the field rarely at all because he was that difference maker. Um, he's completely a well-rounded player now. He can rush the passer as good as anyone. He can stop the run. He's only going to get better under Vic Fangio. So, um, yeah, I think Wiry is the absolute best way to put it. And um, I'll talk about it later, but I know Merrick said about his sacks dipping, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there one that got called back against the Chargers and I think the Packers for like absolute 
horrendous uh, roughing the passer calls. So he would have actually, you know, surpassed that rookie year. So to think that you got a guy that's almost at double-digit sacks already is only going to get better under Vic Fangio's defense, under his guidance. We saw what Bradley Chubb did alongside him, helped him get better. I mean, Bradley Chubb's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. I see Jalen Phillips exceeding expectations. And, um, you know, I forget where Christian Wilkins was drafted. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was right around that same spot. Um, you know, a few years prior, I, I feel like Jalen Phillips is already on that same, I don't want to say tier because obviously they play two different positions, but when you're looking at some of the best defensive tackles in football, you should not be leaving Christian Wilkins off that list. I know ESPN did, but you should not be leaving Christian Wilkins off that list, just like I don't think you should be leaving Jalen Phillips off that list. So heading into year three, he's only going to get better, bigger, stronger. Um, yeah, I think he's going to surpass that 18th overall pick, and I think a lot of teams are already kicking themselves in the, you know, Pissed off is all hell that they passed on Jalen Phillips because of the medical reasons, or maybe because they wanted to, you know, draft a running back or whatever it might be.